Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Y'all already know what this is. This is The Last Cassette. I'm your host, John Richard. Sacrifice, everybody. It's your girl, Egyptia, and we are back at it again for some more bullshit. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, you know, look guys, you know, niggas really be busy, all right? <laughs> so, um, if we don't reach back exactly in like, you know, that week, trust me, we're working on things, we're trying to get, um, I know me personally, um, I'm researching, I'm trying to get all my facts straight, um, but today we have a, a slate of things to rap about, to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. so, let's start off with this, right? So this is what we have. We have, could you, right, forgive the person that kills your sibling, the Dallas uh, cop verdict, and Donald Trump is getting impeached. Yes. And white privilege. So I think we should start off with the thing that we, a documentary we both saw, right? And yeah. it, was, it was quite interesting that, you know, Netflix put this out. And it kind of gave a different perspective on the topic. Um, mm-hmm. The name of the documentary, I think you guys should watch, is called White Privilege with Chancellor Handler. And it kind of dug in deep into a different type of um, mindset of what Caucasians or white people think of what white privilege is or what it isn't. Uh, so mm-hmm. let me can I, can, let me uh, break down, paraphrase. So there are many white people who think that white privilege is nothing but a tactic that the Democrats use um, to lure black people uh, to vote Democrat. Right? They don't believe that white privilege is real. They don't believe that it occurs. Uh, they believe that in this documentary. Is just a political tactic. So, and maybe you know that's that's their belief. And for obviously for black people, we most of us disagree. Uh, of course. Speaking on your behalf with this one, I have to say that it does exist, especially for black women, and we and, and you know especially for black men as well. But it's, it's very it's it's more blatantly open when it comes to black women. And I know this for your case personally. Um, due to the, your previous job that me and you both when we met and where we both worked at. And so yeah. I kind let me let me let me kind of give you the backstory. Um your one of your previous positions you were as a customer service rep. And you were making yeah, you're you're making like 10, 20 an hour. Right, so that that that, that yeah, that was yeah, that was with a raise. Um, mm-hmm. Right after you left, all right, a white person, a white female, came to that same job um, that didn't know anything. To be honest with you, and, and this is not to throw shade at nobody, but she didn't know any absolutely nothing. But she ended up making two dollars more than you, mm-hmm. coming in the door. 
while you were there for three years. Yeah, exactly. So just just things like that, that alone shows you the disparity within the culture of not just criminal justice, but societal. Right? Yes, exactly. Because I think I think they say that um did they say that black women make fifty cents on the dollar of every of her white counterpart? Is am I saying that right? I, I well, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know it's relatively close to that. I know yeah, I know that for I, a fact. I know it's like nothing pretty much. Alright, so and this is another thing I think that some white people don't quite understand. In regards to being black, being black sometimes is being fearful of encounters of the law. When when you encounter the law, it's being fearful, right? I know a lot of people say, "Well, if you're not doing anything, well, you should be scared." Well, that's easy for you to say if you're the opposition, right? It's easy for you to say when you don't have the when you don't have the complexion for the protection. So, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when Chelsea was asking a lot of white people. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 well, you know, how do you know that if you're white? <laughs> See what I'm saying? And there's a lot of there's a lot of blaming things that you know. And this is why I blame. Guys, I blame sometimes the news and the media, right? And so right. you know, the president said, "Well, they're fake news. CNN fake news." MSNBC is the fake news, but we live in a world where he caters to Fox News, and a lot of people see Fox News, right? And and this is the issue. Of, you know, I have I have with Fox News, and a lot of other my contemporaries do too. Is that with Fox News comes with um, covering shit up, right? With with Fox News, they in their minds racism doesn't exist. You see what I'm saying? Even yes, in the yes, face of racism, and their their anchors who get caught with racism, Bill O'Reilly, I forgot um, the white name, Laura something, right? When they get caught doing racist shit, the 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 network, right? They take them off air, but their excuse is they're going on a vacation. After shit like that happens. Mm-hmm. And um, she was basically like asking them that question, and I remember like when one of them was saying, "Well, oh, the disadvantage or the advantages of like people, like everybody has privilege, like black people have privilege because they um they have their own." Yeah, and what? Those little heifers tried to say that, uh, like one of the oh because of like, HBCUs, like we have privilege because we have our own HBCUs. Hold on, slow down. Like this, this is what this is what I don't understand. All right, so there's HBCU schools and there's what other schools? PWIs. PWIs. Right. So there's a thing when in regards to college, right? Everybody who went to college, I know I went to college. You know, you're going, you're going, you're going to college, and most of the other people who you probably listen to. And we went to a PWI, and so the thing is, this is that the PWI has to. Well, let me let in a certain amount of black people, right? But the culture of there doesn't speak to the black people. You see what I'm saying? So when HBCU schools were formed, HBCU schools were formed for black people. Being that they understood 
there is a cultural difference um, within America that needed to be addressed, right? But it also found that it was easier for, and this is this, and this is no shame nobody. They found that it was easier for black students to be taught by black teachers at a black school. You see what I'm saying? And so that's what made it important for HBCU schools. That's why I suggest that everybody, if you have kids or whatever, we should promote and push our kids to going to HBCU schools versus a PWI. Because what PWI do, right, is that they capitalize on a lot of the athletes who are black. I went to a PWI school, right, and I went on an athletic scholarship. Granted, I'm not the biggest superstar, but most collegiate athletes who are superstars are black. And from that brings money to these universities, which these universities already are millionaires. They make three times more. Like, look at USC Stadium. USC, University of South Carolina Stadium, is, is bigger than most professional NFL team stadiums. They're millionaires. Now, exactly. imagine if those black athletes end up going to a, a HBCU school. The money will go back into the community. The money will go back to the black people who are exactly. being oppressed. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, it's, this is things I, I don't understand, right? Is that, it's just like this, right? If I tell you that I'm depressed, right? I'm depressed. I'm stressed out. Um, my foot hurt, right? But you're telling me, well, it's all in your head. Your foot don't hurt. You're not stressed out, and you're not depressed. But then I go to the doctor, and the doctor see a chemical imbalance in my body, and say, you know what? These are the facts. These are the statistics. And then I go to you, and I show you it again, and you still say the doctor is wrong. The doctor is making it up, and it's just a ploy to receive my money. But I know how I feel. That's why I feel like a lot of um, white individuals who don't believe white privilege exists thinks. So, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like they're... And, and that that just shows, and, and I always tell white people too, like that's your privilege because you're privileged enough that don't walk in it, you don't live in it. No, nah, they don't. I mean, shit, with this whole case that with this whole thing that happened with Amber Geiger, that's white privilege staring at you in the face right there. <laughs> well, before we go to Amber Geiger, I probably all right. So I don't, I don't think everybody kind of understood what went down with Amber Geiger. So let me, if I may, let me let me kind of catch people up. Um, so a couple of days ago, uh, the ju- the judge on the tri- well, this is according to let me make sure I cite my sources because we did go to college, all right. <laughs> so this according to uh, um, all right, CB- CBS News, okay. So CBS News, all right. So the judge in the trial, the Dallas police officer, convicted. Of murder for killing an unarmed black neighbor in his home says the jury will get the instruction of a legal defense that could reduce the officer's setting range. The jury convicted Amber Geiger on murder Tuesday 
in the September 28th killing of Bohemian John, right? The Texas penalty for a first-degree murder could be anywhere from five years to 99 years. But Judge Tammy Kemp said Wednesday that the jurors will receive a written guidance on the law regarding a so-called sudden passion defense. It's interesting, right? Now, let me finish reading, okay? So, according to the Texas Penal Code, if the defendant is convicted of first-degree murder, can prove that the punishment phase they caused in death was under immediate influence of a sudden passion arising from an adequate cause, the offense would be reduced to a second-degree felony. If the jury accept that God's actions were taken in the heat of the moment, they would reduce the setting from two to 20 years in prison. Now, let me finish. Let me kind of give everybody more of the backstory. So, Guyer, the white cop, says that she shot John after mistaking his apartment for her own, which was directly below she fired after the shooting. This is this 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 right here is is absurd to me, right? Because what the what her defense was using, right? Their their defense that they were using was for um, a castle protection, all right. So for pe- so for people who don't understand what that is, is that you have the right to protect your castle, you have the right to protect your home, okay? But it wasn't her home. No, I mean that's that's the, that's the and that's the thing. It wasn't her home. But what always brings America to tears, what always brings America to kind of see things a little one side is white women's tears. And we could, you could, you could cut it and slice it any way you want to, but due to the white women's tears is why she got off the way she did. Right? Her excuse was she got off a little late. She was tired. She was mistaken his apartment. Right? Got in there and she killed him. I mean, killed him. Right? What's interesting to me was one of two things, right? And I think people, we need, we need to look at it just like this. It was what the media say and what the press said in regards to it, right? I look at how if a black man would have shot somebody, if a black woman, or if just a black individual would have did something, on cover of the page, it would have said, thug, um, gangster, terrorist, this, that, and the third. But they never said that for her. It didn't. What did it say for her? Well, it just said cop mistakenly killed, you know, stop, you know, person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cop mistakenly killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And it's, it's, and it's almost to sweeten it a little bit because yeah. like, if you're thinking of a cop, you're thinking of a savior, or it's just a savior or a hero that just made a terrible mistake, not a a, a racist white woman who shot somebody in cold-blooded murder. Yeah, yeah. So, let me finish reading this thing for you guys. So, the jury heard the heart-wrenching testimony from John's friend and family on Wednesday in the trial's punishment phase, after which they were expected to weigh God's sentence. John's close friend, Alexis Stossel, recounted her last exchanges with John the night he was killed and receiving a phone call the next morning that said he has been killed. She said, I hung up the phone. I called Bohitham seven times. There were no answer. Uh, Stossum said that she wished she had told John the last day they spoke, that she was thankful for him, saying that they might have lessened her pain. 
All right. So let me tell you what's what's also interesting in this, right? So Geyer's sister, Alana Geyer, also testified. Right? She's she said that she was a little sister I always looked up to. I always admire her for being brave. She was outgoing. She just had this positive energy that everyone gravitates towards. She described her as being kind and loving. She said that Gaia has worked 40 hours a week since she was 16 and put herself through school. She said her sister was elated. She got a job with Dallas Police Department. Now, let me break this thing down for everybody. Um, give you another picture of Gaia. So, let me tell you what the prosecution said about her. This wasn't an isolated event. That she killed a black person. They go to the things... Let me, let me kind of back digress a little bit. They say you are what you share, what you post on social media, right? Um, what you yeah. post on social media is kind of like your thoughts, right? So you kind of have thought yes. patterns, right? So if I constantly like um, basketball teams, most things that's going to pop on my, on my feet is basketball, and people can see it. Well, for Amber, it was kind of the opposite. Most of the things that she was posting what she was liking were gun-toting, um, alt-right movement things. This is, what, this, this is what the prosecution brought to the table, is that they saw what she was posting. So her killing of uh, John, to me, according, and according to the prosecution, it wasn't an isolated event. It wasn't something that she just, I worked 40 hours, I slipped into the wrong apartment, I killed somebody, and I was mistaken. This wasn't something that just happened like that. This was something exactly. to me that it was somewhat premeditated. But what she thought was she could have got away with it. With her white woman's tears. Right. Of course, of course. Now you add two of those things to the whole mix, then who can stop her? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, you know, that, and that's the real question for me. Um, and so let's 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 get to the sentencing. Um, so she was sending sentencing sentence um, to ten years, right? Uh, eligible for probation in five, right? So we all know what that means. She's not going to be a general population. We know that she is going to be in her own little section. She's going to be privileged in jail again. And she's only going to serve five years. Probably going to get out early for good behavior. That's the five years. That's, that's, that's the five years. And so they went out and trying to figure out why, you know, black people are mad. Five years when we have people out here, you know, selling crack cocaine, didn't kill nobody. And they get 20, 30 years. This is this is this is weird. What what's going on here? So a couple of the jurors came and spoke out in regards to the sentencing. And they said, Well, sh- you know, this is not like no other case before. This case, you know, it is a big case and she's gonna have to live with this for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And they said, Well, I don't know about he from John, but I know he was a Christian and he wouldn't want us her to be in jail for all that long time. This is what these people said. (sighs) 
you know, I had a couple of feelings about the sentencing. I did. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of feelings about the whole trial process because I followed it like just like everybody else followed it. Mm-hmm. And we saw the bailiff brush her hair. Uh-huh. We saw we saw the judge give her a hug and, and give her a Bible. We saw the brother. We saw the brother give her a hug, said he forgive him. And I well, you go I'll I'll let you touch on however you feel and then I'll and then I'll give my uh tranquility. Yeah, so when I saw the the judge hugging her as a black woman, I said, What in What in the whole fuck? Basically, you know yeah, what in the whole fuck? Like she killed she basically kills her son. Let's look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And my thing is is that this is an issue that I really take with a lot of black people. We are too fucking forgiving. Because if it was the other way around, I guarantee you a whole white brother would not be hugging a, a white, a, a, his his um black person who killed his brother. There's no fucking way that that would have happened if it would have been the opposite. <sighs> Sometimes this is why I feel like why a lot of, of black people kind of get stuck in this path because you're trying to make yourself seem so human, right? So that you can prove to black to white people that you know you're not savages and you're not the animals that they make you out to be. But I am I guess because of my background, we don't believe in forgiveness. We just don't. Well you cross us, we don't give a fuck. Well, and I, but the thing is my people even do He's Haitian. That's what I'm saying, like as black people, we gotta stop forgiving white people for the stupid and and really horrible shit that they do to us. It's like we're almost almost hypnotized by them. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I just said, "Oh my god!" Like, what? Why the fuck would you a judge? First of all, you need to be disbarred, boo, because that is not professional. Why the fuck would you hug somebody who is a murderer? What does that say about you? Mm-hmm. Um, you're running the court. I'm I'm gonna say a very unpopular opinion. I'm gonna say a very unpopular opinion. This is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. My issue is not with the sentencing. My issue is not with the judge hugging um Amber. Mm-hmm. My issue comes with the empathy, right? I understand you want to give, you know, if somebody making a mistake, I understand, you know, you want to give everybody empathy. But my issue is that she doesn't give that same empathy throughout everybody. I think that, you know, just like I said before, we're fighting for equality and we're fighting for the same treatment. Just like she gave, um, what her name is? Amber? Amber a hug and Amber a Bible. Yeah. Just like she gave her a hug and a Bible. She should she should apply that with everyone that comes in their courtroom. That's the issue. Now, before we get to, if, if, I, I didn't see her. I didn't see her hugging, hugging his family and giving a Bible to the family. But slow down. Let me let me give somebody the backstory, because obviously, you know what kind of reporter would I be if I don't, you know, look shit up? 
Um, so the judge, Judge Tammy Kemp, what's interesting about this and her giving Amber Guy a hug is who bags the judge? The judge bags the Dallas Police Union. And who was part of the Dallas Police Union? Yes, everybody. It was Amber. You said she backs she backs the union? Yeah, she backs the Dallas Police Union. Mm. She's part of it. Oh, She's part of it. Oh. Yeah. So, you, you, you see what I'm saying? And so, that's what make things kind of topsy-turvy is that the judge is part of the same thing in which Amber is from, part of. The same system. Yeah. Now, we could go in and say what you want to say. You say, well, you know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. She can. It's a political game, man. It's a political game. Yeah. Now, should the judge, the judge is, is under fire for giving her a hug and for doing those things in the, in the courtroom. You have to stay professional. And she took it personal. Literally. So, that's what happened. Now, I have another thing. Ask anybody who is looking, listen right now. Could you forgive someone that kills your sibling? Shit, no. <laughs> I can't. No, but it's easy to ask me. And their, their excuses was, and I had a conversation with multiple people, is that, well, because he's a Christian. It's the most Christian thing to do. And you, you look, look, man. Look, people, people who listen to this, man. Look, I try not to get on this, man. I try. I promise you. I, I, I said, I, I, you know, I sit in a corner you know, and I try not to not to think about this. I go, I go take a shower. I try not to let this get to me. I, you know, I take a shit. I try not to think about it. I really do. I really do. I really, really do. You gotta believe me. I really try not to to think about this, man. I really do, man. I really it frustrates the fuck out of me. <sighs> let me. Let me break this down again. Y'all gotta leave this goddamn Bible shit alone, man. You gotta leave this Bible Christianity shit alone. Religion. Religion, to me, I feels like religion leaves you away from logic. You see what I'm saying? It Religion leaves you away from logic. Common sense ain't so common when religion is, is in the mix. And that's the problem. Look. The Bible says that I'm your brother. I'm my brother's keeper. You hug a hug. Don't make you, you know, don't make you his keeper. She killed him in cold blood. In cold blood. The things that she liked and the things that she posts goes, you know, against black people. That's what she did. And you and the judge and the... Look, I cannot, look, y'all are better than fucking me, right? I cannot forgive nobody who hurts any one of my siblings, right? If you kill anybody in my family, look, and this is coming from me because my cousin died. My cousin died in a car accident, right? Yeah. And 
Let me let me break some people down this the story. Cause it gets to me and like, damn, you gotta let you gotta let that shit go, man. You gotta let that shit go. Let me let me break something. My cousin, when he was walking to this girl house, her name was Amber. Oh, what a coincidence. No, it wasn't. What the fuck her name was? Damn. What the fuck that was? What was her name? Was, was it, you talking about his wife, the white girl? Yeah, what was her name? Wasn't her name Brittany? I don't know. I forgot the motherfucking name. Nicole. Nicole. That's what it was. Okay. All right. So let me tell you the story. So people listen. So I remember my cousin who was messing with this girl. And I remember like it was yesterday. Um, he was walking to her house and he was texting her. He said, please, baby, please, please pick me up. Please. You know, uh, I'm lost. I'm drunk. Please pick me up. And she knows where he was, where he was going. And she said, no, you tell your mama to go pick you up. <sighs> she got him a domestic violence charge. What was he was yeah. doing? He doubled back to go pick her up from this crack hotel, motel, right? The guy in the argument, the guy in the fight. She goes to his house. She busts his window. She does everything remotely to hurt this man. He dies, asking yeah. for her to help. We go to, we go to the stuff, we go to the um, courthouse. She's sitting next to the lady who killed them husband, smiling. Now, knowing these facts, knowing what was arriving, knowing what was coming, she knew as much as I knew, as much as everybody who knew the situation. Raina, you knew the situation, and we knew this was coming. I did. I was. And we said, we said it was coming. That's like telling me to forgive her. She said R.I.P. to him for about a good three weeks. After that, she ended up pregnant by another dude. What? Yeah, she. Oh, I never told you. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this. yeah, she ended up pregnant by another black dude or another dude. So, this yeah. So telling me to forgive her is a slap to my face. Is a is a slap to my own cousin, my own family member. I can't do it. So, in the sense of this girl Amber. Walking to another man's apartment, he's chilling, eating. You got startled, you killed him. But here I thought in the police academy, it tells you to keep calm, to have control of the situations. But I guess not at this time. And you want and you want to forgive him. You want to be, you know, you want to be forgiven. The brother goes and he hugs her. The father said that he should he should be forgiven. Fuck that Christianity shit, nigga. Fuck all of that. Fuck all that. The problem is that black people, we get so caught up in this, this Christianity bullshit that we were beaten to, beaten to believe in. Beaten. This is slavery shit, nigga. <laughs> they beat uh, Catholicism into you. Common sense will tell you. Common sense will tell you this. If somebody raped my grandma, beat and raped my motherfucking grandma, Am I supposed to re, re, you know, listen to them? Believe the fuck they believe? No. No. But it's the same bullshit they keep giving black people every time. Oh, and, and black people always want to accept people's forgiveness. 
every time something happens, we had just not too long ago, we had a white lady at an apartment store who works who works in somewhere in Hollywood, right? And she's out there screaming, nigga, this nigga, I'll kill you, niggas, 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 niggas. Man, I thought I thought she was a rap album. Next thing you know, come to find out, the mo- next thing you know, the motherfucker dropped dropped a fucking apology letter and we're supposed to be all okay with it. Every time this happens, every time some racist shit happens and a person come back and apologize, we're supposed to forgive them. Listen to this. Drake did his little blackface, right? He yeah. said, well, this was a way of awareness. All right, we forgive him, right? The um the president of fucking Canada, Justin Weber's last name, I can't pronounce it. He did a blackface. Oh, I hope I could be forgiven to black people. We supposed to forgive him. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did blackface multiple times. And he came out and he said that he did it too. And it's a picture. And we're supposed to forgive him. Donald Trump said racist that's shit. Why, that's, why, that's why I be telling people, Canada, Canada is racist as fuck, even though it's not as bad. We, we don't know. No. But I'm saying, race, racism exists. We have Donald Trump who constantly say racist as shit. And then we have black people say, well, you don't mean it like that. What the fuck you mean you don't mean it like that? And then we have Candace Owens taking our form. And let me not get close to you. Then we have Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash just got arrested, right? She's black and Mexican. But on her uh, thing, she put down that she was white. Look. Did you say it was on her arrest papers? When you arrest, got detained? Yeah, she said she was white. Yeah, this is real shit. Look, man, all I'm saying to tell, tell people, black people is that, look, it's time, it's things, people make mistakes, right? We make mistakes, but you don't turn over and become racist and say that's a mistake. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it, this This is a mistake, right? It's like, mistaking somebody's name. Like, oh, oh, that's not, that's not John, that's, that's James. That's a mistake. You see what I'm saying? Or, um... You know, uh, uh, I put eggs into the cake when I wasn't supposed to put eggs into the cake. You know, that's that's a mistake. But racism, racism is not a mistake. And black people, we need to. And as black people, we need to stop. We need to stop accepting those apologies when they do racist shit and saying it's a mistake. Because racism is not a mistake. This what your Ben was doing. You see what I'm saying? Racism is not a mistake. So stop So stop saying, oh, I hope you can forgive me. I made a mistake. No, the fuck you didn't. This is what your band was doing. You just got caught. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that comes so back to, to the Bible, man. Fuck. All right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right, go ahead. And I'm, I'm <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, yep. you know, mm-hmm. because it happened so much with, with the whole Amber Geiger thing, and I kind of, in a way, I kind of wish you would have came out with it, you know, kind of after the sentencing happened, because uh-huh. then that could be implemented into the documentary, but what was your feeling about the documentary? Because I did want to ask you that earlier before we kind of okay. get the whole Amber thing. Um, my and feeling about the documentary, uh, first thing first, let me say this. I wish Hollywood would stop forcing 
Tiffany Haddish on black people. Let me say that. All right. <laughs> let me start. Let me start by saying that. Like. Like, like it felt like Tiffany Haddish speaks to all black. Like, look, man, I'm getting tired of Tiffany Haddish. First thing first, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? She did her thing in Girls Trip, but stop forcing Tiffany Haddish on black people. Now, did it the same? Did it the same thing to um with Kevin Hart? Yeah, stop forcing. Yeah, man, stop forcing. I don't want to keep seeing her, man. I'm tired of seeing Tiffany Haddish. Everywhere I go, I see her stupid ass. And she's not even that funny. Alright, alright. Now, number two. Um, I think the documentary was good. I think it was very informative. I think it kind of showed um uh you know what certain white people think. And also I think that it showed that not all white people are racist. And I think a lot of people tend to think that a lot of that every black person thinks that white people are just racist running around here, wanting to control the world. We're not, I don't, I'm not saying that, right? There are good white people out there. That is a fact, right? But what we're saying is, also what we're saying is that there's a certain area, a certain, you know, demographic of white people who are racist as fuck. And I think that Chancellor Handler um, kind of showed that. And kind of show that a lot of these white people are oblivious to the racist shit that they do. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I took from that documentary is that many white people are oblivious to white shit. Like who would have, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who would have known like, hey, well, you know, I just, one thing I want to do was uh, preach the word of God, you know, go to black neighborhoods and preach the word of God. Well, that's not their religion. Take your ass somewhere else, motherfucker. <laughs> facts, facts. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing against people who you know who do the ministries and stuff. If that works for you, that works for you, right? But it shows that they force feed black people a lot of things, right? Force feed us Kevin Hart, force feed us Tiffany Haddish, and white people are oblivious. And like I said, and it shows that not all white people are racist. It shows that it could be interracial marriages and relationships that are beneficial towards the whole society. And that is a fact. So what did you take? What, what is your take from the white privilege documentary with uh, Chelsea Handler? Yeah, so what I thought um, that, you know, you know, she's not everybody's cup of tea. And things like that, and she, and when she sat in her huge house with all of her money, she realized that you know she was a product and a beneficiary of white privilege. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you know she owned up to the fact that she was so oblivious, and that she did realize that her being so foul mouthed and ill mannered and ill behaved, you know, got her to where she got her. When really, when a black woman does the same thing, she's not praised for it, and she's not given money for it. You know. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you. They'll tell you, you to know, be ladylike. You know, Chelsea Handler got paid for having. Yes, exactly. But Chelsea Handler got paid and got rich off of having a foul mouth and a big personality and something to say. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it wasn't something good to say. So I like the fact that you know she's going through a re- such a reflection time in her life, and it's it a reflection time in her life that's not selfish. And I and I really respected her for that. Um. A part of me was kind of like, okay, what's what's your take? You know, what's your angle? So she actually went on the red table talk, huh? Yeah, what's 
your with your mo. Mm-hmm. So she went on the red table talk. Um, the episode just dropped, I think, about a week ago. Um, and you know, she went on there to to talk to Gammy and Jada Pinkett Smith, and you know, she talked about you know, you know, a lot of the issues that she had, you know, in her background and things like that. And she said, you know, she thought about her high school boyfriend that she had gotten pregnant by sixteen. Mm, her father told her, and, yep. And, yeah, and she said, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. Literally drag you by the hair to pull you out of your environment. You know, I was I because of my privilege, I was able to pretty much escape what was going on and what my environment was. He, my ex wasn't able to, and thinking about him, you know, made me realize that you know I really do have privilege. And she said, you know, I thought that you know whenever I got pulled over when I was drunk and I got away with it, it was because of my beautiful personality, but no, it was because I was a white girl. So, you know, I, I like the Yeah, that is true. Being a lot more a, a, a very honest for, you know, a white woman. Because white women always want to give white women tears instead of just accepting the fact that, yes, I have privilege. So, I, I really commend her for it. I respect her for it. Could she have done it sooner? Yeah, but better late, better, better late to the party than never show up, like she said at the Red Table Talk. I, I definitely respect her for it because she said, you know, this was the first time where she just sat back and listened and not talked. And she kind of has to figure out, you know, what the issue is. And the fact that she said, you know, the issue is stupid white people. I loved it. But uh, I just, I respect her for it. And I really think it takes, it takes a lot of guts um, as a white person with her type of statue and her type of money to just say, you know, these are the issues that we have, um, and this is a, and for her to say this is the issue that my community has, and it has nothing, it, it has everything to do with the black community, but it's not because of the black community; it's because of us. Okay. Well, yeah. Put fingers to herself and to other ignorant white folks, and she and and she didn't try to make herself seem like the white savior. Yeah. That was the part that I really, really liked. She didn't try to do some kumbaya bullshit, some kind of, you know, um, how can I say, some kind of survey or some shit like that. Like, no, she was authentically being, you know, I'm a white person who realizes that I was oblivious to a lot of shit as a white person. So, I, I liked it. I, I would. Well. I knew. I knew there was a reason why I liked Chelsea. No. All right, now let's get on switching gears. Now we have one more thing that I know everybody's waiting on. Donald Trump is getting impeached. All right, but I don't think it's going to happen. Let's let's be clear, everybody. It is an impeachment inquiry, right? Now what's going on, in case everybody who don't follow the news, that's why I'm here. All right, so this was going on, right? So Donald Trump, is 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 in trouble due to one thing running his damn mouth right so what he did was he went to the ukraine uh, president and told the ukraine president to investigate his political opponent joe biden okay things came out and loud mouth rudy giuliani came out and said it Rob Mount Juliana said, you know what? Yeah, he told um, the Ukraine president to look into Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son because Joe Biden's son has stock into um, an oil company in Ukraine. 
and it was being investigated um, by a solicitor in Ukraine. Now, mm-hmm. what's interesting is this. He never said all the facts. The facts was, oh, also, he said that Joe Biden forced a strong arm um, to get that um, the prosecutor out of office in Ukraine so that Joe Biden's son won't get touched. But that's not the facts. The facts is that everybody wanted that prosecutor out. They even voted him out. And the investigation of that company started before Joe Biden's son even got involved. This was interesting. The interesting is that it's always smoke. And everybody keeps saying, well, there's nothing going on. Look at the, um, the Russian, Russian probe. Nothing came up. Well, it's interesting when it's Ukraine. Is that he said, and he told him to look into Joe Biden. Then he said he came in and told another president, China's and Austria, Australia's. It's an issue because you have foreign countries, the president is asking foreign countries to look into an American citizen, which is illegal. Now, Republicans are saying, well, in the conversation, transcript said that he didn't say if they didn't do it, it wasn't going to give them that, you know, Ukraine um, money or anything, no, no aid. Well, some, some things are implied without being said. It's like being a mob, right? You don't say, well, hey, if you don't do this hit, uh, Tony, uh, we're going to sing you out back. We're going to kill you. No. They just said, hey, Tony, hey, um, you really want to do that hit for me, right? And you already know what it means. If you don't do some, it's going to be some repercussions. It was like that, the president is running the country like a monster, like a mob boss. And the Republicans aren't doing shit about it. The Republicans are running scared, acting like a bunch of bitches. I have to say they are. And they're not putting a check on this president. So, I know I, we never said a stupid motherfucker in a week, in a long time. A very long time. But for today, for tonight, here it is. Donald Trump. Again, you are the stupid motherfucker of the week. That's your stupid motherfucker of the year and the stupid motherfucker forever. Right? <laughs> what kind of... Look, you're trying to get a political edge to beat Joe Biden, which we think he's going to be the Democratic um, nominee. Candidate. Right? Nominee. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to go to foreign countries to try to get dirt on them. It's, it's quite interesting. It's very quite interesting. And then you have, uh, you want to build a, uh, a Trump Tower in Moscow. These things are quite interesting. So, Donald Trump, you know what you are. And I don't have to say it anymore. <laughs> but that's what I have for this motherfucker of the week. Oh, I got one. I got a question to ask you. Oh, man. God damn it. This shit crossed my mind. So, 
Um, there's a lot of rumors going around, um, and due to you know how uh, John, the guy who got killed by the uh, white officer, he's Haitian. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are saying now that the brother hugged her because the brother just put a voodoo curse on her, and because, <laughs> because you have they said this is what they said, <laughs> true story. This is what they, this is that's what I heard, and I said I was gonna ask you. Might as well actually laugh. And they said that's what he did. He gave her a hug because if he hug her, um, that's what gives her the curse. So I said, I don't know. I don't have no information about uh, voodoo curses. Um, but I do have a source in regards to voodoo curses. So your response. subject on a positive note and I have to be positive for this right so Miss Amber okay the positive thing is this right is that you are now known as a racist you are now known as a black man killer right you are now known as a crying white lady on TV right and you now have been touched by a Haitian man and now hopefully you go to jail and hopefully you meet a a very strong stud dyke woman to give you everything you really need in life. Oh my god! So there is a positive to the story that she do that she may get a strong stud woman, and hopefully the stud strong woman is black. Oh yeah. Cause you know, cause oh, yeah. you know, cause if I got, I got, to, I got to talk to my gay friend Angie. Because Angie kind of could, you know, see if she know anything about this, right? If anybody knows anything, Angie got everything. Oh, and because they said if you're white, yeah, if you're white, you're a butch. If you're black, you're a stud. Some shit like that. I got, I got, talk, I got to talk to my gay friends about this shit. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I'm just now kind of realizing that they do have different, like the the black LGBTQ and the white LGBTQ community is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you got different words for one more thing, people. So, if y'all already know what this is, this episode is sponsored by the ABC Collection, right? So, I'm going to put this cup in front of the camera. You see this right here? I know you guys love the ABC Collection. Um, I know you guys love smoking weed. You guys are some damn weed heads. So, this tumbler, I'm a little high maintenance. As you can see, having your little marijuana reefs, right? So, also, with the ABC Collection, 
Um, they're coming. We're coming out with shirts, um, pumpkins, balloon columns. All right. So the description will always be um, on my Facebook page. Or if you want more information, you know you can always DM me and get your cup and shirts. And also, we will be having some Laska Shet shirts that will be made soon. All right. So if you want, so if you guys want Alaska says shirt, if you want your own um, logo shirt, if you want your own logo on this cup, on these tumblers, right? Or if you want on anything, we do do logo designs, the ABC collection. Um, and this is where we, this, this is what we're sponsored by today. So make sure you check them out. I just had to say that, get out of the way. <laughs> I'm excited for it. So listen, we have multiple ones coming out. We have uh give some guys, they you know it's like a trailer. Um we have Married with Kids that's coming up next summer. All right. So stay tuned. So a lot of married couples, all right. If you're in a relationship, you want to get engaged, you want advice, you want to know how being married is, all right, then being married with kids. Look, we have the answer, right? I don't have the answer for everything, but I'm gonna have the answer of how. It works, right? So this is gonna be featured with other married couples, right? And we have another one, um, which is gonna be starring um, my guy PT. Uh, I don't know how you want to change his name, but it's gonna be a real religious one, okay? So we're gonna talk about roots. We're gonna talk about voodoo. We're gonna constantly talk about multiple religions all through the whole series, okay? So I'm gonna touch on everything. So in case you say, you know what? Richard, man, I really want to get into this, um, this spiritual thing. I really want to get into knowing thyself. I really want to dig deep in. Look, I have it coming, okay? Everything I'm going to say is going to be from different scopes of religion, okay? So I want you to stay tuned. I want you, I don't want y'all to go nowhere. Look. Say what? Crystals. Oh, I ordered me some too. Yeah. I ordered me some from, from Wish. So, we have a lot of content coming, right? So, when you see us um, posting every week or whatever, just know that we're working. We have multiple things coming now, right? And everything is going to be under the Alaska set umbrella. So, you don't have to miss anything. You don't have to worry about searching all over the world. Look, we're going to have it here for you. Yes. So, that's all I got.
So, look, everybody, like, thank y'all for listening. All right? Thank y'all for watching. If you're watching live on Facebook, like, thank you for that. Like, thank you for subscribing. Look, guys, look. We are already at over 2,300 downloads, okay? All right, so let's Ooh, keep on going. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We do it for y'all. We do it for ourselves. I do it for black people. Some some white people. Some white people. Yeah, yeah, I count. Some little bit of white people in the corner. But I still fuck with y'all, all right? I still fuck with y'all. All right, now, y'all know what y'all can listen to us. We're on our radio, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you can download podcasts. That's where you can find us, all right? And you can always find us, you know, working on YouTube. Yes. Everybody keep asking about YouTube. We're working on YouTube. Um, and I am working on the, the WordPress, too. So that's coming up, all right? So make sure you check out all those platforms. And it's easy to find us at The Last Cassette, mostly on all social yes. media. Y'all know who I am. John Richard, follow me on there. At iClark underscore Kent. My co-host. Hey. Egyptia. <laughs> so, oh, also, like I said, I know you got some smokers or whatever. I don't smoke, but this is for my smokers. All right, this weed club. I heard this weed cup. Heard you guys like you no. Know, it's good for your coffee. All right, don't put weed in it. All right. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening, Egyptia. Take us away. I don't think she I don't think she I can take us away. But that's it. Alright, y'all hold it down. <laughs>